Hey everyone, thanks for coming to my hangout. I'm with Mina again. Uh, and today we're going to talk about what I call societal engineering or actual political science as well. Um, I think what I find very fascinating is we are getting to a point with big data where we know how humans act. We know how people act. Um, you know, inherently people like to think they're very unique and, you know, they're completely in control of their own ideas and destinies and stuff. And, you know, maybe on a micro level that's true, but on a macro level of humankind, it's, it's not really. We, we act similarly to one another. And we now have enough information to know how we're influenced and how we'll act in certain scenarios. As that has become more evident, I think more and more so we need to start having the actual discussion of with that data, with that information, who is in charge and how do we determine those things. I, I view it as, I view it as very similar to engineering principles generally because engineering is one of the thing, one of the practices where we do factor in human activity and human involvement. For example, transportation engineering, we know how people drive, we know how defensively they drive, we know how fast they drive, and we can model human activity. And if the engineers wanted, they could design roads that, you know, allowed for 20% of drivers to get in an accident versus 10% versus 5%. And so if you can do that like, about driving, I think you can do that for about a lot of things. And yeah, like for when this whole Cambridge Analytica thing came out, right? Like we know how to influence people. The media, we know how the media can influence people very specifically and at a large scale in the same, at the same time. Yeah, like, and I mean, it, it's definitely very valid. I mean, um, kind of as a personal anecdote in terms of the like, you know, we all like to think that we're special like individuals that you know are can't be captured by a, a single label but just out of curiosity a friend mentioned to me i did like one of those like myers-briggs like personality tests and you know you answer you spend like 10 15 minutes answering a bunch of questions and at least for me it came back with you know like hey this is pretty like you know in sort of certain broad strokes this is very accurate to um to certain ways that I identify myself from a personality standpoint. And so to extend that to not just a 30 minute questionnaire or a 10 minute questionnaire to literally all of the data that you are like personally just putting up on the internet and your personal musings, your photos, your, uh, your connections with people, your subscriptions, all that stuff. If it's clear that that is all, that data is all being mined and gathered and analyzed. And like you're saying, um, there definitely is a way or definitely has been done, uh, uh, certain efforts to steer people into certain paths based on manipulating the, the their worldview. And I believe even before the Cambridge Analytica stuff, uh, I forget, uh, what it, where well, I read just, this. Oh, sorry. sorry I, there was a thing, I forget where I read it, but, uh, there was an article where apparently... Facebook did like this social experiment where they had a select group cohort of people that they manipulated their their news feeds to show more negative things and it resulted in them having being more negative in the yeah. way they interacted with with the social media feed and yeah. sort of it it seemed to show that 
when they see negativity, they in turn become more negative. Yeah. And I mean that, you know, if, if, if the scale of that was, was real and you know, this actually happened and, uh, that's you know speaks to ethical issues of yeah. manipulating people on that scale. Google, uh, there was a former Google ethicist who was on Bill Maher who was talking about that very thing. Like Google has over a billion people plugged into their system, and they luckily are trying to not influence them too much. Right. First, the fact that we let corporations just do whatever they want because the government doesn't really know is a problem. But getting if you let the government at the time you know, have this control as well, that's not good either. When you essentially have the ability to control what people think, right? Like, we've always known that media influences people, but it used to be that there were 50 television channels and all people saw pretty much the same thing. But now you can target it through social media. Everyone, what everyone's experience is different. And we know people are influenced. So what I find interesting is like, how, how do we decide how to influence them, right? Like right now, society at large is still deciding whether or not we're influenced. I'm, I'm saying we are, I'm yeah. saying we are. I agree with that. But so now I think the fascinating thing that what we'll have to decide, you know, 30 years from now, if not sooner, is how do we influence people? We know people, society can only change so quickly. Society doesn't become super progressive or regressive overnight. There's a rate of change. Like, do we optimize for that? Like, oh, we can instill five new policies a year. We know they're receptive to that, right? Like, who ha who's allowed to have those conversations and how do we have them? But I think the, well, I guess the, the, the issue is, I guess, predicated on the fact that we are now assuming that our privacy is no longer there, right? So that's the other that's the other side of it is I think there's a fundamental issue of the fact that this data is um, the fact that it's being manipulated or being used to gather data or sorry our information the fact that it's being used to gather this sort of larger scale picture in of itself was sort of an unbeknownst side effect to most people. I think most people sort of instinctively knew it, but yeah. like people didn't sort of, they were like, oh, this is just a cool online thing that I get to connect with my friends with and post funny photos and do stuff. And um, they didn't quite sort of comprehend, or not maybe not comprehend, but it just, they didn't really realize or care that it was gonna come back at this sort of level. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I agree you know with I mean? that, like, and I think, like, that's a whole other discussion on yeah. the, sur like, I think we're already living in a surveillance state, right? Like, yeah. and the amount of freedoms, the amount of freedoms people are willing to give up online is pretty absurd to me. But we arguably, like, pretty much every industry is focused on big data now, yeah. right? Like, that is the thing that makes the money, because yeah. they know what people want. So I'm saying that's being applied to almost every industry. Why isn't it being applied to politics? Or it is like the like well, is, the yeah. liberal government, the liberal liberal party collects has a has a good data collection strategy and knows who to target, how to target them. So they're already doing this, but they're doing it just to win, right? Like they're doing it as a private company that wants to win power, yeah. and that's terrifying to me. 
So how do we, I, I like the idea that engineering like has always been with the idea of serving the public good, right? We want the best not collapsing building, right? Yeah. Type thing. Well, so then, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get you hooked into that conversation, right? Yeah. Like who and how do we approach this? Because right now it's private companies, it's yeah. private entities. Well, the problem is, is that at, at some point you have to designate someone to be that. I think we our previous conversation when we were talking about social media was, or sorry, the news and sort of how that interacts with social media is if you're going to appoint someone to have oversight, they have to be separated. It's sort of like the separation of church and state is that like you, you have the, the church of public opinion and po politics, the church of the left or the right wing has to be separated from the state. So you're, you're, you know, if you have your ministry of social engineering and there, you know what I mean? Like if, <laughs> yeah. if it gets to that level, right, you're going to have, you know, if you, you have all but this data, you do you, do you think it'll get to that level? I, I, maybe I'm a like, you know, doomsday sayer, but yeah. I think we're already, we're practically at that level. I already. think, I think the problem is we have that, but it's not transparent. And yeah. I think that's the problem. If, 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 if that level of social engineering is happening on the political scale of every changing party now gets to uh, steer the, the narrative to their direction, you end up with a more polarized populace, is because, that, yeah. which is what's happening now, right? You've got, you basically, you had people being manipulated to thinking, uh, you know, that, you know, I, I, I think the data supports this to say that, you know, there's certain media narratives that supported bringing Trump into power. And you have the other side of it saying, oh, you guys were all manipulated and this is wrong because they're also receiving their information from a directed stream, which is forcing them to the to one side. And you have yeah. so the, the left is being forced more left and the right is being forced more right because of this at some point, well, whether it was algorithmically driven or yeah. steered by some sort of monolithic corporation um, or people within that uh, is the issue. And the fact is, this is where you enter this sort of dystopian future almost where you've just forced society into this, this, this path. And I can be idealistic in saying that um, there exists someone or some entity that can steer society to be just the right amount of progressive that satisfies yeah. everyone. Um, but realistically, if you have that organization exist, um, there's going to be some political agenda that's going to end up steering it in a way that what? like yeah. about half the people aren't going to be happy about. Well, and that's, I mean, it's difficult to know how it should be steered, but I think to me, it's an inevitability that there will be someone who needs to do this, right? Like I think mass media does it already like yeah. Hollywood has always done it because they've been in control of most of what people see. It's kind of, they have less control now because of the internet, right? Yeah. Hollywood is losing control over society, which yeah. is it's, I mean, there's always been conspiracy theories about that. Right. But I do find it fascinating. And you know, it's the, you know, the thought around AI is that eventually AI will, be in charge of that. They'll 
veil, the, the, the AI yeah. machine our, will... Our machine overlords will figure will out what's, figure best, out for what's us, yeah. best for us, right? And like maybe that's liberating in its own like terrifying way. <laughs> but in the meantime, right, like I saw someone from BuzzFeed News talk about Facebook and the algorithms of Facebook just feed you what you'll want, right? Oh, yeah, Each because... person. So even like if you went to... If you were part of an anti-vaxxer Facebook group, it recommended Pizzagate and other harder conspiracy theory Facebook groups to you, right? So definitely the AI that's in the lead right now is profit-driven, yeah, which is yeah. the most terrifying. I'd are, like potentially human profit-driven motives might be less evil than well, just pure algorithm profit-driven. Well, I mean, but as in, yeah, probably, I think, I think human profit-driven strategies are probably going to be less efficient. I think it's yeah. the problem. It's, you know, you have a website like Facebook or Twitter or, you know, where, I mean, Facebook, I think, is the most obvious one, where their goal is to keep you on their website as long as possible. Yeah. And for them to do that, they need to feed you more and more things that you want to click on and you want to read through and you want to see. Right. And so they just... Algorithmically figure out what you like and just give you more of that stuff. Right. And so that is safe, right? Yeah. All they care about right now is you spending more of your time on them. They have the ability, if Mark Zuckerberg had some left-wing agenda, he could plug that in, right? He could control the billion users' ideas. He could make them sadder. He could make them angrier. Yeah. He could make them see that this group is bad, that group is good, right? They already have that ability, but we're not ta we're not talking about it that way. Yeah. We're and we just kind of trust that you know Google and Facebook aren't gonna f screw us over yeah. and take over the world through mind control. So, but yeah. they they could. Yeah, I mean, I think you you enter into this like, well, is there gonna have to? Because the other thing is too is a company like Facebook, while headquartered in the United States has impact all over the world. Yeah. So again, this is the another, you know, another issue of the internet age is that you have and I mean it's always sort of been that way with, you know, especially with the sort of the upcoming like or sort of with globalization becoming more of a thing is that your individual local laws like US law now ends up having an impact on global affairs. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and you saw that also with European law, like they yeah. introduce a lot of privacy controls. Exactly. Which yeah. impacts everything else. And so there comes a point where, you know, maybe there needs to be some sort of unilateral UN, like if the UN had more power to, mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, issuing, uh, you know, um, yeah, if uh, I, you know, UN, whatever's uh, called resolutions, resolutions. Uh, about something that nations kind of go like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Totally. We'll do that. Um, mm -hmm. and then not, uh, but, uh, if it was more of a, a body where governments actually did come together to enforce or enact certain uh, sort of agreed upon movement yeah. in the world, then, you know, if that was the place for it, then that maybe would be where this should go is that you, you can't have the government of Canada, you know, you know, we have a liberal federal government. Facebook can control your mind in this way in our country, yeah. but in that country, 
Yeah, you, you can have, control you know, their mind localized, you know, localized uh, mind control. I mean, I think, I mean, hey, Facebook, if you're looking for an alternate revenue stream, I'm sure you could sell that to yeah. different governments. But well, uh, what do you think? What What would you say to people who think this isn't the case? Right, like people still fundamentally, they like to think they're unique, that they're not controlled by the media they consume. I think, I think, uh, I mean. I think, for example, I mean, just read the, you can, again, it's, it's all an issue of, instead of just seeing, oh, I believe or I think, just go out there and read about it yeah. or see what's happened uh, in the past. And uh, that's going to be one side of it. And the other side of it is, uh, you know, at least for me, it was like that thing, like, you know, do like a, a, like a, a, a known, well-structured uh, personality or aptitude test that uh to me i that was actually very eye opening cuz i i thought i was like well how can these you know 50 or 60 or whatever it was 100 questions capture who i am as a person and it didn't capture everything and i mean yes everybody has their their little unique aspects and things like that but like you said on a macro scale as a population yeah there are certain trends that you can see and people with certain traits act certain ways and are influenced by certain things like it's just of any large-scale system yeah that's just how and, it is and that's not saying that 100 percent of the people that have these certain traits will do this it's not deterministic no. but it is probabilistic yeah. in that when you have a large enough population and you see certain traits in and you sort of you say okay so 50% of my population has these traits, so if we uh, feed them this amount of information, 80% of them are going to go this way. Yeah. So now you've got 40% of your total population doing something, and that maybe is enough yeah. for whatever agenda you're trying to accomplish. And, and the amount of data, like I did, I had a course on how people respond to getting a cancer diagnosis and which treatment path they're likely to take. And we knew with like 80% certainty just because of the amount of data that was available, like how people respond to yeah. that. Okay. And I think even when, as psychology goes more from like a soft science to a hard science, it's shifting from like anecdotal experience of what this person said on my couch to, well, we had 100,000 people do this psychological study yeah. and we know 80% of people act a certain way, right? And so as all of these fields just become more truly scientific from a data point yeah. of view, like we, we get more and more validation that humans aren't so special. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, uh, you know, they're, 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 as we go towards this global society and this global media and everything, I think we can't forget that. And maybe I'm going off on a tangent. In fact, I'm probably going off on a tangent. <laughs> but yeah. I think, like in fields like psychology or psychiatry, um, or you know, treatment and things, it, we can't forget that they're like, don't forget the individual. Yeah. And I think that that's the key. That's the that's the key balance. And I think. Um, I think we, we've, we had a conversation about this, uh, like, you know, just with, with other friends uh, a while back is that I think the problem with society now is because we're so connected, we're actually less connected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're so connected in a very broad sense that we've lost the individual more in-depth individual connection. And I think, um, I think that's the other issue is that people 
because of that increase in media, and maybe this is how I can kind of cycle it back, is that the, the, the problem with social engineering or the reason why social engineering maybe is getting more and more effective is because people are becoming more susceptible to external influence rather than knowing themselves, knowing themselves knowing... and knowing the people around them. And I think mm. if, I, I think there, maybe it's, an, again, maybe it's, maybe if it goes too far now, people will in, instinctively, and I think we've seen it with people that we know is that, again, this is anecdotal, obviously, yeah. um, is that you start realizing, hey, I know I, I've, I have, you know, I have a thousand, two hundred friends on Facebook, but I only talk to 20 of them in person. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And you decide to sort of go against, say, like, you know what? It's okay that I have a lot of these more fleeting interactions with people, but I think I need to remember that it's important to sit down with my friends and people that I want to connect with. And I think this is where maybe social engineering can be mitigating. In fact, from a, from a, maybe on the, if social engineering is, a, if we take that as a bad thing, cause you can, you can look at it two ways, right? You can look at it. This is happening again, kind of like, well, I think, kind I of, think kind no of matter like, how unplugged people get and how much they yeah. like retain their, like a better sense of themselves. I think they're still predictable. Yeah. Right? They're still predictable, and I think I think you can you can direct people in a uh, large sort of general trajectory. Yeah, but and that's yeah. I think I think that's probably where where that should maybe that can have a place. But I think the problem is is that we don't want to alienate the individuals. You, yes, because at the time, I think that's what's kind time. of happened now, though, is that you have this you, general path that people think they have to follow. And they feel disenchanted because they're like, well, the like you know the general liberal or the general conservative movement is heading in that direction. Now, whether they're using big data or which social engineering via big data and yeah. via populist sort of strategies and advertising and things like that, you're finding that your hardcore people are generally are steering the conversation because they're the louder, and the more, other people are just checking out. Yeah, and that's why you have less engagement is because I think because people like... have relied too much on the social engineering and because mm -hmm. it's already been happening. And I think but so I'm it's arguing, the easy way out. Yeah, right? so I'm arguing that the people trying to do the social engineering right now are on the extremes and that's why the populace is fighting back yeah. and they're, they're becoming apathetic. I think if you take a centered social engineering approach and you literally determine, oh, well, we can we can progress society at a rate of three rights granted to minorities <laughs> per year, right? And like that is the rate that we get the minimum pushback, right? So it's the most sustainable rate yeah, of mean, social engineering. Again, that, I, I feel like that's somewhat idealistic, let's say. But maybe, I but think, like, I, don't I, know. I think it's possible if you actually take that approach to it. I think... In theory, sure. In, in theory, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, it's very non-humanistic, though. Yeah, right? and I think I think I, I I wonder if you're gonna end up seeing just the same level of of disengagement because 
over time, people are just going to be like, well, it's just what's happening. Just the world's just progressing without me. But you which is kind again, of what's happening right now. But right? you again can know how much is too much, and that like there, if you test it properly, you can know how much is too much. How much will that make them check out? Like yeah, like every I mean, variable it's a, it's a very, is. That's a very engineering way of looking at it. Which yeah. I mean, hey, well, well that's kind of. That's the premise. Yeah. No, I, is, no, I, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So, do you think it's uh, what do you, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts on that specifically. I, I think it's it's uh, in theory pro possible, but practically a nightmare. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on and hanging <laughs> out. I appreciate that. Thanks. All right, thanks for thank, having me. Thank you all for coming and hanging out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on societal or social engineering. Subscribe on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and be sure to come hang next time.